0: jesus
1: welcome to the 10th podcast as i reach my first milestone in podcasting thank you again for joining me you can read today's podcast and all previous ones as well at dreamwalker1960.com today we will look into today's world and how most have a misunderstanding of wealth i apologize if the broadcast runs a bit long but the topic needs the time given to it. First off, we need to look again at Laodicea and what we established about the city. It was a city of commerce placed at the crossroads of major trade routes. They were so wealthy that a few decades before they were mentioned in the book of Revelation that was written in the last decade of the first century, the city was devastated by an earthquake. Yet due to their wealth, they needed no outside money to rebuild the city. Now we look at the world today. The majority of its wealth is due to worldwide commerce, a wealth on a global scale that is unequal to any other time in history. As an example, in 1900, the average annual income of a carpenter was around $1,000 per year. In 2018, the average was $47,000 per year. Now, I know there has been inflation and other factors to make this $47,000 appear to be not that much. But let's look at the pure numbers themselves, going from $1,000 per year to $47,000 per year in just over 100 years. Just look at that from the perspective of the carpenter of 1900 earning 47 years of his annual salary in one year. This simple comparison shows how wealth has increased over 40 times in just over 100 years. The discussion is not about other factors that apply to this income, it's just the pure cash itself to show how much wealth is in the world today. My point is that the city of Laodicea and the world today are and we're both cash rich aka wealthy which helps to identify the time we now live within as the era of the lukewarm now the other day i had a discussion about my earlier podcast entitled you are lukewarm if again you can read that at dreamwalker1960.com or listen to it in your history wherever you are accessing this podcast In this discussion, the point came up about my mention that the need of a couple or a single person to have need for a large home or mansion to live in. In those podcasts, I addressed the young rich man and Christ replied to the disciples about how difficult it is for the rich person to get into heaven. Due to this discussion, I see the need to expand on the information given to us in the Bible itself. So, we will start at 1 John 3.17. If someone has enough money to live well, and see a brother and sister in need, but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? Let's look at it in the King James. But whoso hath the world's goods, and seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion for him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? The world's, and I'll actually say the word this time, is cosmos, orderly arrangement, i.e. decoration, by implication, the world, in a wide or narrow sense, including its inhabitants, literally or figuratively, that comes from Strong's. The word good is life, i.e. literally, the present state of existence, by implication, the means of livelihood, that comes from Strong's as well. To paraphrase the theological dictionary of the New Testament, the use of the word cosmos was something that was just coming into existence in the first century. Its use in the Bible was mainly done by John, who wrote the book of John, 1 John, 2 John, and Revelation. Its reference here was pointed towards the strong wording of decoration, simply adornment of the body and of the home, what we call luxuries. However, his point was that these decorations were not the treasures of heaven, but of the world. To state this first in this basic terms, if someone who calls themselves Christian, yet has the riches of the world, however, they see his or her fellow Christian in need financially, and does nothing for them, then how can God truly be in them? Is this not a description? Of a lukewarm. So now let's look at 1 Timothy 6 17 through 19. Teach those who are rich in the world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need always being ready to share with others by doing this they will be storing up their treasures and good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life this verse describes how those given worldly wealth should use that wealth if they call themselves christian so let's look at this in the king james verse 17 charge them that are rich in the world that they be not high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy the phrase them that are rich is wealthy figuratively abounding with now here the word world is aeon an age by extension perpetuity by implication the world now for the word high-minded To be lofty in mind, arrogant. Let's define arrogant. Unpleasantly proud and behaving as if you are more important than or no more than other people. There is so much to unwrap in just this one verse. First off, if you are rich, it is not you who made you so. God has given you everything. Now let's look at this from the point that I started this discussion with that we now live within a rich era. Most people in general live a life that is full of earthly riches. Which in turn has led many to a mentality that their way is the right way. That they know better how others should live their lives. So they make it their business to get in that other person's business. That is high mindedness. We are also not to trust in worldly wealth we are to look to god and enjoy what he has given us however we need to go to the next verse where we are given the exact points on how those that are rich are to live their wealthy lives verse 18 that they do good that they be rich in good works ready to distribute willing to communicate the phrase that they do good is to work good do good the phrase that they be rich is to be or become wealthy the word good is beautiful but chiefly good i.e valuable or virtuous a virtuous having good moral quality and behavior works to work toil or an effort or occupation by implication and act in the theological dictionary of the new testament they spend 17 and a half pages discussing the word works its usage in the old and new testament its meaning in the jewish society in the old testament times and the greco-roman times its meaning to plato and aristotle how philo applied it and how paul meant it to be used in the letters he wrote what it boiled down to is this, there are works like paying taxes and there are works like helping your fellow human being come to the Lord God through Jesus Christ. We all perform acts and many today consider them to be works. The word works should always be considered doing something for the glory of God. Is God glorified when you pay taxes? No he is not. Here is my point going back to 1 John three seventeen, A Christian with money sees a fellow Christian in tough times. The one with the money says, well this is why I pay taxes. They should go on welfare. This is an act. It is also high-mindedness. Another Christian with money sees that his fellow disciple in Christ is in dire straits and gives them money enough to pay their bills, feed their family, and get them going until they get on their feet again. This is works. This is witnessed by the next part of verse 18. The phrase, ready to distribute, has two Greek words associated with it. The first one means present in, to exist. The second one is good at imparting, i.e. liberal. The Definition of imparting is to grant a share or bes- of or bestow. Now to bestow is to give something in an honor or a present. Then we have the definition of liberal given used or occurring in generous amounts. Now we look at the phrase willing to communicate communicative pecuniarily liberal. Now let's look at pecuniarily, it means in terms of money financially. And the definition of liberal this time is give generously. So what are the points that have been established in this verse? One, they do good work that is good towards the will of God. Two, that they seek to be virtuous and thus valuable to God. Three. They be ready to give willingly and generously of their money that has been given to them by God at a moment's notice. Number four, that they make it known verbally that they are ready to be generous to those within the Christian community and show no restraint in how much they are willing to give. How is it possible to achieve these four points if people's money is tied up in a huge house, a fancy car or two, maybe a second home or other things of the world. It isn't. This is how Jesus saw this issue. Luke twelve thirteen through 21. Then someone called from the crowd teacher. Please tell my brother to divide our father's estate with me. Jesus replied friend who made me a judge over to decide such things as that. Then he said beware guard against every kind of greed life is not measured by how much you own then he told them a story a rich man has a fertile farm that produced fine crops he said to himself what should I do I don't have room for all my crops then he said I know I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones then I'll have room enough to store all all my wheat and other goods. And so I'll sit back and say to myself, my friend, you have enough stored away for years to come. Now take it easy, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, you fool, you will die this very night. Then who will get everything you work for? Yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth, but not have a rich relationship with God this is why James says this in James 5 verse 1 through 6 look here you rich people weep and groan with anguish because of all the terrible troubles ahead of you your wealth is rotting away and your fine clothes are moth-eaten rags your gold and silver are corroded the very wealth you're counting on will eat away your flesh like fire The corroded treasure you have hoarded will testify against you on the day of judgment. For listen, hear the cries of the field workers whom you have cheated of their pay. The cries of those who have harvested your fields have reached the ears of the Lord of heaven's armies. You have spent your years on earth in luxury, satisfying your every desire. You have fattened yourself for the day of slaughter you have condemned and killed innocent people who do not resist you. This echoes what Christ said in Matthew six nineteen through 21 but in a sterner manner. The world we now live within is filled with worldly riches which has distracted many away from God. Seeking after one's own personal desires and wants is counter to what is taught in 1st Timothy 6. The majority of wealth per this verse should be managed in such a fashion that the majority of it is set to be used for those within the body of christ this is witnessed in mark 12 verses 41 through 44. jesus sat down near the collection box in the temple and watched as the crowd dropped in their money many rich people put in large amounts then a poor woman came and dropped in two small coins jesus called his disciples to him and said I tell you the truth this poor woman has given more than any other who has made who are making contributions for they gave a tiny part of their surplus but she poor as she is has given everything she has to live on this gives you the true image of how those that profess to be Christian should be handling their money for God the majority must be set aside for God for the use by the body of Christ. Simply, those that say a person should tithe 10% of their income to the church is wrong. It should be a majority of whatever their income is to be set aside for those within the body of Christ and it is to be managed by the person that earned it. All the while, they live at the least amount possible in their income. Then, when someone within the body of Christ has dire need of the majority share It is able to be gotten to quickly and able to be given freely without any concern, for it is a gift, not by the giver, but from God. However, this is not how those that live in today's world can accept this philosophy. Why? Because they have never been taught the correct way to be a true child of God. All are guilty of this. All are sinners in this aspect of their lives. That includes me. All we can do is strive to correct this error. For due to these riches, our focal point is not God, but ourselves. We have broken the first commandment. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Exodus 20 verse 3. Which is why Jesus said, No man can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God, and be enslaved to money matthew 6:24 god bless
0: make a count leave a mark build a name for yourself Dream your dreams chase your heart above all else make a name the world. sell his empty dreams. I got lost in the light that it was up to me to make a name the world remembers. But Jesus is the only name to remember. And I ZA-